0: You're listening to the podcast without an official title. Grab a notebook, a pencil, your Bible, and let's get into the Word of God. What is up, guys? Welcome to another episode of the podcast. It is me still, of course. And it is currently 11.06 p.m. Saturday, September 17th. It is a Saturday. So I'm going to try to do this quickly and efficiently so I can get to bed because I have church in the morning and tomorrow is going to be a great day. Church is going to be amazing. There's a moth on my speaker in my room. Oh, there's another. (gasps) Ew. There's like two of those weird hoppy bugs. Where are they coming from? Just plopped out of nowhere. There's bugs everywhere. I put the screen like I took the screen my window's weird. You have to open it and then set the screen underneath of it, and the window rests on the screen. There's a little crack, and I guess all the bugs are getting in. Ew. Give me a second while I fix it. Don't land on me, bugs. Oh, there's moths. Die, die, die. Go away. Go away, go away. Come again another day. If you don't, I really don't care. Throw the screen outside. And shut the window. there's that. No, there's still bugs everywhere, but I'll worry about that later. Anywho, um, yeah, tomorrow's gonna be a great day in church, as I was saying. Oh, uh, don't look at the bugs, them. I don't mind bugs, except when there's like 50 tiny ones everywhere. I'm gonna sleep, because I'm in my bedroom. A mosquito hawk, two weird poppy bugs, which one's missing, so who knows where that is. Um, a moth, a tiny bug, another tiny bug, somewhere, oh, up there. Anyway, that's not why you are listening to this podcast to hear me rant about the bugs in my room. Tomorrow at church is going to be a great day, and if you're listening to this as soon as I release it, that's great, and I hope you come to church. Center Branch Church, the old Doys R Us building in Clarksburg West, Bridgeport, is <laughs> it <like> Clarksburg, <laughs> Bridgeport, West Virginia, 26330, is the zip code. Anyway. I hope you come, and if you listen to it after, then church still happens on Sundays, even if it's not this Sunday. Come to church. So, I want to talk to you guys about something that has been on my heart recently, something the Lord's been teaching me about, um... He's been teaching me about it. Like, you know, when you are being taught about something, just reading the word of God and you get like a revelation and then you're taught about something when you're going through it in the moment, it's like double. So, you know, I've been feeling, I'll just give you a backstory. I was feeling very like, I don't know, stressed and anxious and worried about my future, about, you know, my friends. And I was just feeling like, I don't know. I'm doing everything wrong. Nothing's working out. I'm going to miss everything. You know, this is not what I wanted my life to be like. This is not what I planned it to be like. I you know, just got a little bit worried about who I was friends with. I got worried about my future career and my future spouse. Just things that I don't need to be worried about right now or at all because the Lord kept telling me, trust me. Trust me trust me you know he made me with a plan and a purpose he has everything under control get away bug he's got it i don't need to worry about anything and i just want to talk to you about keeping your eyes on the lord about not becoming sidetracked because that's what happens i started worrying because my eyes weren't completely fixed on the lord they swayed or not swayed but strayed to myself you know they were drifting to me and that's why I started worrying about me instead of looking at the Lord and saying you have it under control I don't have to worry I'm not in charge you're in charge you know so I want to read you a verse found in Proverbs chapter 4 and it says Proverbs 4 oh never mind Proverbs 4 25 through 27 I'm gonna read Look straight ahead and fix your eyes on what lies before you. Mark out a straight path for your life. Dead bug. Mark out a straight path for your feet. Stay on the safe path. Don't get sidetracked and keep your feet from following evil. So look straight ahead. Fix your eyes on what lies before you. I always take that to mean look at the Lord. Fix your eyes on him. Lock your eyes with him. You know, when your gaze is fixed on something, it's... They all move at once. When your gaze is fixed on something, it's locked on it. You're, you're, you're staring at it. You don't really care about anything else. That's what I take it to mean. So fix your eyes on the Lord. Purposely put them there. Don't get sidetracked. Don't become worried about things of this world. Keep your feet from following evil, purposely keep your feet on the straight path, purposely keep your feet in step with the Lord, and I just want to read you a few stories about people who took their eyes off of the Lord, and what happened to them, so let's start off in Genesis, Genesis chapter 19, verse, starting in verse, oh it's frozen, come on little iPad, there we go, okay, It's a little bit of a. Oh, it's a chapter, all right. You know. First, the angels are. I don't even know. I don't even know. It's a chapter, all right. Lots of things happen. Okay, so Lot, which is Abraham's nephew, is in Sodom and Gomorrah. Sodom and Gomorrah is going to be destroyed. Abraham asks God to spare his life. Lot's life and he says yes so he sends two angels and the angels are trying to get Lot and his family out there safely and Lot's not listening so the angel seized his hand and the hands of his wife and two daughters and rushed them to safety 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 outside the city for the Lord was merciful when they arrived outside the city safely One of the angels ordered, run for your lives and don't look back or stop anywhere in the valley. Escape to the mountains or you'll be swept away. And Lot's like, no, don't do that. You've been so gracious. I can't go there. It's too far away. So he settles for a small place. That's a whole other message. We'll just go over that. Lot reached the village just as the sun was rising over the horizon. Then the Lord rained down fire and burning sulphur from the sky on Sodom and Gomorrah. He utterly destroyed them, along with the other cities and villages of the plain, wiping out all the people and every bit of vegetation. But Lot's wife looked back as she was following behind him, and she turned and she turned into a pillar of salt. So, she blatantly disobeyed this verse we just read, Proverbs four twenty-five, that says. Look straight ahead and fix your eyes on what lies before you. Don't get sidetracked and keep your feet from following evil. She looked back at her past. She looked back at what the Lord told her not to look at. And her life was, in a sense, stuck. She was stuck looking back. Right? She was turned into a pillar of salt. She was stuck looking back. And that happens to us when we get our eyes off of us. I mean, when we put our eyes on us and get our eyes off of the Lord, we get stuck on ourselves. We get stuck looking back. We get stuck being consumed with ourselves and worrying about ourselves. And that's not what what we're supposed to do. You know, we're supposed to, as we read twice already, look straight ahead and fix our eyes on the Lord. And it says, also, when you do that, I forgot to read this part. When It says, when you do that, when you walk, you won't be held back. And when you run, you will not stumble when you keep your eyes on the Lord. Lot's wife didn't, and she was stuck looking back. Don't look away. Don't get your eyes off of the Lord, or you'll be stuck looking back. Next, we have the Israelites. Actually, I want to go to Saul. We're not going to go in order of how it goes. We're just going to read in Saul, which is in Saul. Yeah, that's a book of the Bible. First Samuel, chapter 18. The book of Saul. That's a thing, right, guys? So David has just killed Goliath. He's done great. He killed the Philistines. Well, some of them anyway. How does it end the previous chapter? The men of Israel and Judah gave a great shout of triumph triumph after Goliath was dead, and rushed after the Philistines, chasing them as far as Gath and the gates of Ekron. The bodies of the dead and wounded Philistines were strewn all along from the all along the road from Sharam or something, as far as Gath and Ekron. The Israelite army returned and plundered the deserted Philistine camp. David took the Philistine's head to Jerusalem, but he stored the man's armor in his own tent. As Saul watched David, as Saul watched David go out to fight the Philistine, he asked Abner, the commander of the army, "Abner, who is this young man?" "I don't really know," Abner declared, "we will find out who he is." As soon as David returned from killing Goliath, Abner brought him to Saul with the Philistine's head still in his hand. Tell me about your father, young man." And David replied, "His name is Jesse, and we live in Bethlehem." After David had finished talking to Saul, now we're in chapter 18. He met Jonathan, the king's son. There was an immediate bond between them, for Jonathan loved David. From that day on, Saul kept David with him and wouldn't let him return home. And Jonathan's and Saul, no, Jonathan made a solemn pact with David because he loved him as he loved him self. Jonathan sealed the pact by taking off his robe and giving it to David together with his tunic. Sword, bow, and belt. Whatever Saul asked David to do, David did it successfully. So Saul made him a commander over the men of war. An appointment that was welcomed by people and Saul's officers alike. So when the victorious Israelite army was returning home after David had killed the Philistine, women from all the towns of Israel came out to meet King Saul. They sang and danced for joy with tambourines and cymbals. And this was their song. Saul has killed his thousands and David his ten thousands. This made Saul very angry. What's this? He said, they credit David with ten thousands and me with only thousands. Next they'll make him their king. So from that time on, Saul kept a jealous eye on David. All that to say, Saul was watching David. It's just interesting to me. David was under Saul's command. You know, the people of Israel came out to greet King Saul. David had killed one, David had killed one man. You know, Saul's viewpoint, point of view, was, like, off. What you see is not always what you're seeing. So don't go by what you see in the flesh, you know? If it's not in the Word, how do you know if you're seeing it right, right? Just the way you see yourself. How do you know if what you're seeing is true if it's if you're not seeing it from the Word of God? The Word of God is like our mirror. It's supposed to that's what we're supposed to look like. So if you're seeing something else, if you're seeing yourself as something else, how do you know that's true? Saul saw Saul Saul, Saul Saul. Saul saw himself as you know, being seen as less than. That was confusing. Saul saw himself as being seen as less than. But that's not true. Just because they sang a song doesn't make it true. Saul kept God's eyes off of what God said he was. I mean, God, the Lord chose Saul to be the king. He could have picked David first. But he didn't. He picked Saul. And Saul was watching David instead of focusing on what the Lord had told him to do, instead of focusing on what the Lord called him to do. And he became jealous and ended up dying. And David did become king. You know, so make sure that what you're seeing yourself as is in the word of God and not your own point of view. And don't be, upset by what you see in the flesh don't be upset by what you see other people do because god has called you to a specific purpose he called you he didn't make you on accident he didn't make you so you he would give you a great promotion then take it away from you right away he wants you to be successful but getting sidetracked by other people will take you off that path and your purpose is not on any other path but the lord's so stay on the lord's path Now I'm going to read the story of the Israelites, how they got their eyes off God and what happened to them. So that is in Exodus 32. Does what I'm saying about Saul make sense? I feel like I wasn't very clear about that. Saul got his eyes off of the Lord and what the Lord had called him to do. He got his eyes off of being faithful, being consistent, being true, being kind. And he turned to always seeing what David was doing. Always trying to be like David. You know, maybe he's like, oh, I need to do what David's doing. And he got his eyes off the Lord and onto himself and David. It always comes back to turning your eyes on yourself. You know what I mean? Lot's wife turned and was like, who knows what she was thinking? Maybe she was like, oh, my things, my home. My this, me that. And why else would she turn back? Saul got his eyes off the Lord and was looking, comparing himself to David. Now the Israelites in Exodus 32, it's the gold calf. So when Moses is on the mountain getting the the commandments from the Lord, the people... So verse one, when the people saw how long it was taking Moses to come back down the mountain, they gathered around Aaron. Come on, they said, make us gods, make us some gods who can lead us. We don't know what happened to this fellow Moses who brought us here from the land of Egypt. So they were bored. They thought they got abandoned them or they were just bored. they were tired of waiting. It had been 40 days, right? Well, he stayed up there for 40 days, so maybe it'd only been like, who knows how long it'd been? No longer than 40 days. And the Israelites were like, listen, we're done with this guy. We're done with God. They took their eyes off of God and put them on themselves, what they wanted. They wanted, I don't know. They wanted a God who could lead them because they didn't think God could do it. So they took their eyes off of God and made their own little statue. You can't go by what you feel in the moment. All of these things are by what you feel in the moment. And that is something I am learning. What you feel in the moment isn't what's true all the time. If it doesn't line up with God's word, it's not true. That's something that I'm going, you know, trying to start, trying to start doing is my feelings. Like if they don't feel right, compare them to the word of God and find something that counters that bad feeling. You know what I mean? The Israelites, they could have said, okay, it's been like 35 days and I don't, I'm having some doubts, but I know that God delivered us from Egypt. So he's going to deliver us here. He's going to come through for us. You know, we, I was in Egypt all my life. I can wait five more days Forgot to come. You know what I mean? Lot's wife could have said, it doesn't matter about me. I'm doing what God said. I'm looking straight ahead. Saul it doesn't matter what I feel. God chose me. And if, put your eyes back on God. So if you're ever feeling like you're worried, like you're anxious, Matthew 8.26 says, Jesus responds to his disciples who are afraid. says, why are you afraid? Do you have such little faith? Trust him. Your clay in the potter's hand, make yourself as that. He knit you together in your mother's womb. He made you with a plan and a purpose. Keep your eyes on him. Don't get sidetracked with things of this world. Don't get sidetracked with yourself. Trust him. You know, they looked away and they failed. The people who made the calf were never made it to the promised land. Sots... Sot's life lot's wife, turned into a pillar of salt saul ended up going crazy and didn't say to be king he didn't really accomplish anything else after that you know there's lots of other examples samson gets his eyes off of the lord and on himself and he loses his strength and ends up being crushed by a building David and Bathsheba you know he gets his eyes he's not doing what he's supposed to do he's not in the right place at the right time he's going by his fleshly feelings and ends up committing adultery and then murdering someone not really what God had planned for him of course the Lord is merciful and David realized what he was doing was wrong and asked forgiveness and God forgave him you know Saul could have said God I'm so sorry I'm not doing what you've called me to do this isn't right forgive me and God of course would have helped him so I'm not saying if you if your eyes are off God you're going to die I'm saying that if I'm trying to help you realize like if your eyes are off God put them back there and trust him you know maybe you're not seeing all you want to see just wait wait he has such an amazing plan for you already like lined up everything you need is already there just get your eyes on him seek him and love him so yeah That's what the Lord has been speaking to me about. I hope that makes sense to you. You know, he's your teacher. He's your ever-present help. And if your eyes aren't on your teacher, you're not going to see what they're teaching. If your eyes aren't on your teacher, you're not going to see what they're teaching. So keep your eyes on your teacher, on your ever-present help. Know that he's always there. Know that he's not going to fail you. Don't get, take your eyes off him. Don't get sidetracked. This world is not, it's not worth it to, I can't tell if that's snoring or what. I think it's snoring. I don't know what else it would be. A dump truck in my house. Don't think so so anyway don't get sidetracked maybe it's easier in the moment to worry about yourself to give into your feelings it's not it doesn't it's not just go by what the word of god says about you and what the lord says about you who he says you are who he says he is to you and it's all going to be perfectly fine the lord turns everything for your good so maybe you messed up well he can use that for your good to propel you further and he's a god of restoration he loves to restore so if you feel like you've gone too far you haven't put your eyes back on him and he will restore you to where you should be and even further he loves you he doesn't want you to be worried all the time he doesn't want you to be stressed out he has a plan for you he may, he wants you to be successful and have a wonderful life He has everything you could ever want or need for you already. So just trust him. Keep your eyes on him. Stay in step with him. Follow him. He'll lead you to still waters and peaceful meadows. He loves you so much. Real quick before you go. Do you know that Jesus Christ came down... To this earth as a baby that he gave up his heavenly privileges for you that he came down to this earth he was born a human being and then he died on the cross for you he took your place on the cross so you don't have to to live that way he took all your sins all your sickness all your disease all your shame on the cross so it was destroyed so you can live free from sin. He was buried, but three days later, he rose from the dead for you. He rose from the dead. He destroyed the devil for you so you don't have to live in defeat anymore. If you want, if you believe that with your heart, if you believe that he's your savior, that he saved you, then the Bible says that you need to confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that Christ Jesus was risen from the grave. So if you want to say that, if you, if you believe that, sometimes people don't know what to say. So I'm just going to give you a prayer, something to confess with your mouth. So if you want Jesus to be your Lord and Savior, if you believe that he is, if you want, if you want him in your heart, say this after me. Dear Heavenly Father, come into my heart. I know that I've sinned. Thank you that you have forgiven me. You are Lord of my life. Thank you that you died on the cross and three days later you rose for me. Thank you that my home is now in heaven. I'm free from sin. I have dominion on this earth and you are my Lord. I love you. In Jesus name. Amen. Amen. If you said that prayer, you are now going to heaven. You're not going to hell anymore. You don't have to live in defeat anymore. You don't have to live oppressed by the devil, but you now have the authority in Jesus Christ. So if you said that, Um, just message me. I want to send you some stuff. I want to help you along the way. I want to give you more information. I'm not going to, you know, whatever. I don't know. Just let me know because the Bible says that when one person accepts Jesus into their heart, all of heaven goes crazy. They have a party. There's a party going on in heaven for you. They are so excited. God is so excited for you to come into heaven and be with him forever. I'm so glad you, you, you made that decision. Welcome to the family. Thank you for listening to the podcast. I hope you enjoyed and I hope you have the best day you've ever had.